misty sunrise in my hometown rose a cotton balcony high. Mrs. Baker down the dirt road still got clothes out on the line. Irwin Nichols there with Judge Lee playing checkers at the gin. When I dream about the Southland, this is where it all begins. From Carolina down to Georgia, smell the jasmine and magnolia, sleepy sweet home. Roll tight or roll Muddy water, Mississippi Blessed Graceland whispers to me Carry on, carry on Sweet Southern comfort, carry on Catching catfish on the river Chasing fireflies by the creek Kissing Gary Williams' sister on the porch homecoming week With rusty cars and weeping willows Keeping watch out in the yard Just a snapshot of down-home Dixie Could be anywhere you are In Carolina or in Georgia Open arms are waiting for me That was a Buddy Jewel and Sweet Southern Comfort. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes Show in the company of your Cabacus Never, Romeo the Rodeo, and the Italian Dijonek. And my people, it's truly an honor and a pleasure to welcome back to the show after way too long, the one and only Buddy Jewel. Hey, Buddy, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great, Nick. Thanks for having me on, man. 
Oh, well, we're very, very happy to have you with us today for sure, buddy. And we just heard this great um, song of yours, of course, Sweet Southern Comfort, a, a revamped version, if you will, of course. Now, when it comes to this new version of this classic, tell us a little bit about it and how the collaborations came um, around for when it came to this song. Well, uh, a buddy of mine who helps book and management named Brandon Steen came up with the idea when we were approaching the 20-year anniversary of me winning Nashville Star the first season the release of Help Proud the Rain, uh, the song wrote for my daughter, and obviously Sweet Southern Comfort. And so he said, you know, we ought to, we ought to, re, you ought to redo one of those songs, and, and Sweet Southern Comfort lends itself better to have another artist sing on it. And um, we started working on this about August, uh, September last year. And my first call was to my friend Clint Black. He produced the first album and, and did such a great job on that. Uh, he was my first call, and uh, he, as Clint is, he's a wonderful man, and he uh, he right away agreed to, to help out on any way he could. And then um, my my bass player and and, uh, and dear friend Mitchell Brown, who also produced my latest project, Blue Mountain Highway, Mitchell is good friends with um, with Marty Raven and uh, the guys from Shenandoah. And so he got in touch with Marty for me, and Marty agreed to be on the, the project. And then the Bellamy just kind of fell into my lap. I'd opened a show for him about the same time we decided to start working on this. And uh, I got to spend a little time with him and, and called uh, David up and said, hey, I'm doing this remake. Would you guys be interested? And he, and he and Howard said, sure. So I just I was I was just overwhelmed at the talent that I got on with me. It's really amazing. Well, it's definitely a coming together of great talents, indeed, yourself included, of course, buddy. And when it comes, you know, to the this new album of yours, the successor to Blue Bonnet Highway, tell us a little bit about this new project of yours. Well, I'm just now getting started on Nick. I've got a couple of things in the can. Uh, this being one of the songs, obviously, Sweet Southern Cover. Um, trying to write a lot. Uh, of course, you know, I've been so busy this year, praise God, that I uh, haven't been able to spend a lot of time, uh, as much time writing as I'd like to. Traveling really kind of steals the creative juices uh, from me. But I'm, you know, I'm not in any hurry to get it done. I'm hoping to have it maybe by mid-year next year, uh, have it finished up. But but I'm really looking forward to it. we got some great stuff going on. Well, we really look forward to it and definitely hope it will, it will be next year when we'll be able to have a new project from you, buddy, because you always you know, bring out some awesome, awesome music. So I know I'm not alone when I say that. So definitely looking forward to, to your new jams for sure. And right. I actually, I'm, I'm wondering here, what, you know, looking back at your career, what initially drew you to country music and who were your earliest musical influences in the genre? Well, I, you know, my mom and dad grew up with the Johnny Cash and his family in a little town northeast Arkansas called Dias. And uh, so they were big Johnny Cash fans. And so as a kid growing up, I remember you know, getting my mom and dad's old uh, RCA record player and, and putting all these great country songs on uh, records on uh, for the kids out there watching. It looked like a compact disc, but it was as big as a CD or as big as a pizza. And um and listen to great stuff, you know, by, you know, Johnny and, and Marty Robbins, Johnny Horton, people like that. So in essence, my parents, especially my dad was a big influence on me, but, uh, I, but very early on, I, I fell in love with guys like Marty Robbins, Johnny Cash and so on. And of course, it's impossible not to fall in love with such great artists indeed. And you mentioned earlier, of course, that your t career took off after winning the first season of National, National Star exactly 20 years ago. And, can you share some of the most valuable lessons or experiences you gained from that competition and how it impacted your career? 
Well, it was <clears throat> it was the um, I guess it was the 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 straw that broke the camel's back in a good way for me. I'd been in Nashville for ten years trying to get a record deal, and every label in town had passed on me, major and independent, uh, several times. And, um, and and I tell people all the time, I believe God loves me enough that He created a TV show to get me a record deal because nobody was going to give me one. And uh, so it was the you know the the biggest factor. Uh, and, uh, and the reason I'm getting to talk to you today, I, honestly, um, it was a great experience for me. I was scared to death that Saturday night because they voted someone off live as literally as people were watching it. They were making a decision on who, who left the show after the, the first couple of weeks. And then the, uh, the national audience got involved and all their votes counted. And uh, it was very nerve wracking, but um, obviously winning is very fulfilling and, and, uh, and, and a, I guess a way to kind of... Um, uh, validate me uh, for my, for all the, the ten years I put in, and even prior to that, that uh, to make it all worthwhile. Well, definitely, congrats once again on 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 that for sure. And I'm actually curious now, twenty years away from that, are you still in touch with any of your fellow competitors, or at the time it was just everybody kind of focused on themselves, and so you didn't really get to, should we say, uh, you know, make friends or fraternize with any of the other contestants. You know what? All the guys, um, it, it, well, Travis Howard's the only one that I haven't seen since the show, but even even Travis and I got along really well. I didn't think we were going to when I first met him, but as I, I grew to know him on the show, I really liked him a lot. Um, but the, the other guys, Jamie Garner, Prentice Varnon, uh, John Arthur Martinez, um, you know, uh, uh, my buddy Brandon Silvera, uh, we've all stayed in touch. In fact, I, I, I talked to Brandon fairly regularly and John Arthur. And uh, and Jamie and I, you know, he's he's really busy. His band, uh, um, High South, is really popular over in Europe, so he spends a lot of time over there. But uh, yeah, we all still get along great. We had a little mini reunion, um, I want to say in twenty twenty one or something like that, where several of the guys and a couple of the girls got together and, and uh, did a little show at downtown Nashville at, at uh, the uh, uh, the Tin Roof down there on Broadway. Wow, well, that's very cool and glad to know that, you know, that you're still in touch with, with these folks indeed. And of course, as you know, country music often tells stories about life and relationships. And can you tell us about a personal experience or moment in your life that inspired one of your songs and how that story translated into your music? Well, um, the, or the easiest one, obviously, would be Help for Out the Rain. It's, a, it's literally a true story. Um, I had to make up a couple of things in it. Like it, let's say we were uh, right on our way back from Monroe. I needed a, a word that rhymed with soul, and so I found a city named Monroe. So automatically, I'm a, you know people think I'm in Louisiana, and I let them think that. But my daughter Lacey, when she was three, literally asked me if she could help pour out the rain when she got to heaven. And uh, several months later, I woke up in the middle of the night, couldn't sleep, and that moment in time came to me. And I got up and, and uh, essentially wrote the song in about an hour and a half. I had it took me several years to tweak it to get it where it is, you know, where it was when we released it in 2003. But uh, it was essentially written uh, in 1996, I think, something like that. But that was a true experience for me. That, and, and of course, that just man, that broke down all the barriers. It was a big hit right off the, you know, the right off the bat, and uh, and really solidified, you know, my spot. Uh, as a country country singer, country musician. 
And that's, that's a beautiful story in, indeed. And of course, you know, you having been in the industry now for a while, as you can, as you've seen, it continues to evolve over the years. And how do you see the country music genre changing further? And what do you think are the key elements that make a great country song in today's landscape? Well, I, I'll be very honest with you. I don't listen to a lot of the more modern uh, country music. I'm just, I just, I'm not into the, I guess, some of the, the the variations on country music. And and quite honestly, some of it I don't consider country music at all. There's still some great songs out there and some great artists. You know, don't get me wrong. But I just don't, that's, I, I don't try to write uh, to keep up. Uh, someone would say, well, that's wrong. But I just, you know, I write what I, what I feel and, and, and what I want to say. And mine fits more with the traditional country style. And so that's just kind of where I, I stay and, and uh, I listen to a lot of classic country music, uh, you know, when I'm not writing or, or working or whatever. Um, so I really, I really can't, don't have a great answer, I guess, for that. I just, I know it, it seems that every now, you know, every now and then when country wanders too far away from its roots, there's a something that brings it back. I know, you know, they got into the disco era back in the eighties with John Travolta and, and Urban Cowboy and then, and, you know, about 10 years into that, then you got Dwight Yoakam and Clint Black and, and Garth Brooks and guys like that popping up around the end of the 80s, 89, 90, 91, and all that, to kind of bring it back to center. And um, and and really, when, when 2003 rolled around, I won the TV show, you started seeing a little more of that as well. So it seems like it's almost a cyclical kind of thing with country music, and we're we're about in the right spot for it to come back around. Now it's, it's been well, 20 years. So um, overdue as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, I very much agree. Yes, it is very much almost like an elastic band in the sense that you stretch it so much and it will, it will inevitably bounce back. And I think yeah. that very much is what will happen when it comes to, to country as well as most other genres of music. We've seen that too. And beyond music, buddy, buddy, you've also been involved in various charitable endeavors. Could you tell us about a cause that's particularly important to you and how you've used your platform to make a positive impact? Well, I, um, I I try to do a lot for children's charities, especially for St. Jude's Children's Hospital over in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, when I was um, in college, uh, a cousin of mine died from leukemia, uh, and St. Jude was integral in, in keeping him alive as long as they did. When he was born, they told my aunt and uncle that Michael wouldn't live to be two years old, and then they took him to St. Jude and lived to be 15, so we got 15 years with him when they were expected to, and I'm forever grateful to St. Jude uh, and, and a lot of other children's charities that, that, that work for the betterment of kids and their families. But uh, St. Jude's probably the biggest one. I try to take my experiences, um, my life experiences, and use those. Uh, I do a little bit of a prison slash jail ministry. Uh, I go back to my hometown once a year. In fact, I just got back uh, a few weeks ago uh, from speaking at the prison over there and, and you know, I generally tell the guys there, most of them are in there for things that I did. I just never got caught. And um, but they, they can come out of there and be a different man and they don't have to wait until they walk out the doors. They can start that day. And it it all relates back to my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I try to not preach at them, just tell them, you know, what what he's done for me and the difference he's made in my life. And then hope that they can see that and see that someone from our little town can come out and, and make something of themselves. So I, I try to encourage them. 
Well, that's the wonderful thing. You're definitely using your powers for good, as they say, which is a, which is a, <laughs> a wonderful thing. And we're very thankful that you, you are doing so. And of course, Buddy, over the years, you've, you've toured and performed in so many places. I know you've been over here in Italy as well. And can you share a particularly memorable or unique concert experience, maybe in a location that left a lasting impression on you? Wow. Well, I, I'll tell you, and I, I, I really enjoyed Italy. I've spent two weeks over there. My, my buddy Mitch Pericone uh, booked me on a, a solo acoustic tour over there, and it was phenomenal. Uh, one of the prettiest places I've ever been, and the people were also nice. The food was amazing. The wine, obviously. And um, so Italy would definitely be one of the spots. Norway probably uh, is uh, one of the most beautiful places I think I've ever been on Earth. I played a, a, a big festival way up in the mountains. And uh, when I landed in uh, Oslo, it was about a five-hour drive up into the mountains of the festival. And just staring out the window at the scenery, it was like I was watching just portrait after portrait after portrait of landscapes. And it was just phenomenally gorgeous. So uh, that and um, the Faroe Islands, I spent some time there with Chad Brock. And I played a festival there this past summer. And it was uh, equally as, as beautiful. But... I've been so blessed, man. I've been to so many beautiful places around the world. Um, actually, Afghanistan is beautiful. I, I I did a USO tour with our sergeant major of the Army, and uh, and we went to all these little forward operating bases right on the front lines. But the the mountains and the scenery around there was just incredibly beautiful. It's a shame that it's you know ugly on on other fronts. Very well said indeed. And you know, more power to you also for supporting the armed forces the way you do, buddy. That's a that's a wonderful thing. I'm sure the troops are very grateful to you as well for that indeed. And we definitely hope that you make it to Italy again sooner rather than later. Um, but that said, those who want to keep up to date with everything you have going on, you know, be it you know, new music or upcoming gigs or what have you, where can we send these folks to? I am so glad you asked that, DJ Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um the best place to start is my website is buddyjewel.com and jewel is spelled with two L's, J-E-W-E-L-L. -L. Uh, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, formerly Twitter, X now. And then and I recommend that people download a free app called Bands, uh, as in band, plural, the being in the band, N-I-N, town. Uh, Bands in town is a great app. You can... Um, you can track uh, all your favorite artists from from any genre. It's not just for country music. And you get updates on when they post a new show. You can even uh, have it send you notifications when your favorite artists are, are coming to you. Though you'll get like a notification a month out, uh, two weeks out, and so on, so that you don't miss the show. So those are great ways to keep up with me. Fabulous. Well, folks, you definitely know what to do for more Buddy Jewel goodness. And speaking of uh, Buddy Jewel goodness, Buddy, we're going to be seeing you out here with another great song of yours, which will be Blue Bonnet Highway. Now, when it comes to this one, any particular stories behind this song? Yeah, um, my wife is uh, is from Texas, and uh, and I'm trying to think how that song got inspired. I, you know, driving, we used to drive, her mom and dad live around San Antonio. In fact, our whole family does. And uh for years, we drove to Texas twice a year during Christmas and the summertime to spend time with their family. And uh, if you went uh, during the warmer months, you would see just uh, millions of blue bonnet flowers growing wild in the median uh, on the interstates and on the side of the road. And so that uh, uh, 
somehow got etched into my mind that the beautiful pictures of the flowers and and i wound up writing that song and it's definitely a great song indeed well we're going to be into this one this will be of course buddy jewel and blue bonnet highway buddy i want to once again thank you so so much for your time i truly appreciated it and of course i want to wish you continued success with your career and all the very best for the remainder of 2023 and uh, dj nick thanks for being a blessing to you man great to be on with you Oh, the pleasure was certainly ours. Well, my people, you heard it from Buddy Jewel. Be sure to keep up to date with everything he has going on because he has some amazing things going on. Here's another great song of his. This will be Blue Bonnet Highway. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes Show with your Italian Dijonek. We'll be right back after this. That last cup of truck stop coffee my last two dollars bought me smoking up my rearview mirror now That's alright cause there ain't nothing but the past behind me anyhow Somewhere south of San Antonio I felt your memory let me go The shackles on my heart just seemed to fade you said freedom's what you needed, girl I never dreamed that I would feel this way So goodbye, it's been a good ride I wish you blue skies and gentle rain But once in my life, I see a sunrise Beyond my headlights out in the leaving lane Looks like things are finally rolling my way Heading down this blue bonnet highway Hill country breeze is blowing Blue bonnets that are growing There beside the pinions and the pines as I pass another 18-wheeler Whistling while its diesel engine winds I'll admit that I'd be lying If I said I wasn't trying Not to think about you now and then But the farther west I go The more my thoughts of you are scattered by the wind So it's been a good ride I wish you blue skies and gentle rain But once in my life I see a sunrise Beyond my headlights out in the leaving lane Looks like things are finally rolling my way Heading down this blue bonnet highway So goodbye, it's been a good ride I wish you blue skies and gentle rain For once in my life, I see a sunrise Beyond my headlights out in the leaving lane Looks like things are finally rolling my way Heading down this blue bonnet highway Blue Bonnet Highway 